guys, it's your boy Trobix Music Can. If you hear my voice, you know what that means. It's time for all the tea interview right here with Verse TV. And today's special guest is going to be with us all week. It's definitely a part of the Homeless Talk Show this week. It's none other than one of our very good friends, Mr. John B. himself. What's up, John B.? Hello, hello, hello. What's going on? Yeah, let's put the man voice on real tape form. All right. Um, so, <laughs> I'm not afraid like a talk You're <laughs> And so, um, so for our audience out there who may not yet know who, you, like, where you're from, tell us about, tell us a little about where you're from and what your where you're from, how your upbringing has to do with you, and, you know, influencing you and your work. Um, so I am from New York. The food capital of the world. Ew, New York. Um, I have, my roots are, you know, between New York and um, South Carolina. Um, So a lot of soul, um, you know, the Sunday dinners and everything like that, even being a northern family um, and a church family at that, uh, we, we still did the Sunday dinners and stuff like that. Um, and so all of that was always instilled in me. Mm-hmm. But um, it really wasn't always the path that I thought I was going to go into. It was like it wasn't always um, food. It just kind of, it kind of was, you know, just always eating. As you know. <laughs> I like to eat, so I mean, I'm going to eat. Boy, so I like to eat. And, you know, my mother used to always say, you better learn how to cook for yourself because if you don't get married no time soon, you're going to starve. <laughs> <laughs> right, the way you like to eat, boy. She knows what she's talking about. You're her son. You're her, you're her son. You to learn how to do it, you know. And um, there was a lot of us growing up. So, um, you know, equal parts brothers and sisters. And, you know, I would, I like, I didn't want to go outside because my brothers used to pick on me a lot. So I like to stay in the house and cook with my sisters and my mom. And guess what it did to you? Yeah. Okay. Led you to being a what? A chef. The chef. What? The chef. A chef. owner of Meal Stylings. Yes. Come on, chef and owner of Meal Stylings. So I'm talking about. So first of all, what led you to be a chef? Like, you know, when you just told us, like, you know, so that basically put cooking at home with mom and them. You want to go outside because your brother and them was being funny. Want to pick on you. You know what I'm saying? So he's like, you know, I'm going to stick aside. I'm going to eat. Then your mama said, you know, mm, you know, if you don't get, you know, married, so you're going to you know, starve because you need to know how to cook. So all this led you to be a chef. Is there anything else I'm missing? Uh, no, nah, like, so, I mean, Originally, all through like high school and stuff like that, I was gonna be a lawyer. I knew I went. I was like, okay, I'm gonna be a lawyer. Um, I did all of my prerequisites for um, me to start that right in, out of college. So I started doing pre-law in high school. Oh, I know. Um, so once I got into college, I remember sitting down and uh, I don't know if you remember on. Um, uh, the movie Sister Act went, or Sister Act 2, when the teacher was pointing at the board, and he's like, are, are you calling for, calling, are calling <laughs> and falls out the desk, and that yeah. happened to me. Uh, we were going over some verses, and um, it was like 7 o'clock, and I had one of the, that history class was like 7 a.m., so my mm. would be up at like 5-something to 6 o'clock and to get there on time, and I remember... The room was hot, and I'm sitting there like this, listening to this man. And I, rem- I, the only thing I remember was him talking in that monotone voice. And then the next thing I remember is my face hitting the desk. 
because I had fallen asleep like this. And I guess I started to sweat because it was hot in the classroom and my hand just slid. Shoot. And I went, boom. And that's how, um, and that's how that last day went. So I went outside to my uh, car and I cried and I called my mom and I'm like, Ma, I, don't, I, I can't do this. I don't want to do this for 30 years. And I've just put so much work into it. And, you know, I was all stressed out because I was like, you know, she had, you know, helped me get the money for school and everything like that. Mm-hmm. So just like, I felt like I was, I had failed because I knew I wasn't going to be able to do it. Um, mm-hmm. And, and um, so I was just like, okay, well, I don't, she was like, you know what, stop stressing, calm down. Mm-hmm. Um, she says, you're always, you're always, always um, cooking at home. You're always trying new recipes and stuff like that. When you ever think about culinary. So my mother is actually the reason why I'm a chef because she was the one that told me to go to culinary school. You know, when I was a distraught mess. Yes. Come on, mama. Thank you for yeah. pushing him into the right direction. Cause he yeah. does it really well, really, really, really well. And so like you said earlier, Mill Stylings. Two questions to that. Well, first of all, how how did you develop Mill Stylings, and 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 then what type of people is it for? Because you know, like everybody, you know, you know, it ain't for everyone. You know, what I'm saying, like, wow, why Mill Stylings, and who is it for? Um, Mill Stylings is for everybody, anybody who doesn't necessarily want to go out to eat or cook at home, or but they still want what they want. Um, so there's different uh, levels to the um, company. Uh, we do caterings for uh, larger events, but we also do um, meal prep. So this is not, if you, like if you are trying to lose weight, you don't have to be on a diet or anything like this. I can use butter and everything else in your stuff. If that's what you want, we can do that and we set you up. Um, but we also will work with your nutritionist. Um, prayerfully soon we'll have our own um, we will work with your doctor. Um, we will work with um, right your uh, trainers or anything like that to create a meal plan that's going to work for you to do what you need to do in order to either lose the weight or try to come out of diabetes or whatever it is that your that your goals are. That's what uh, you know. We'll create those meals for. So if you need to be in a, a low sodium uh, diet or um, or you're doing no carbs or, and sometimes, you know, people don't have the time to meal prep themselves. Um, so we want those people to come to us. Um, if you got, if it's just you and, you know, you're trying to save and do everything in, in the house or you're working a lot, so you don't really have time to go out. We want that person. Um, so it's really anybody. Um, the, the name meal stylings is just that we style the meal for you. So, right um, personally for you, yeah, that's for, right. So, the, <laughs> if you go to my website, there is no uh set menu, uh, because our first meeting will be uh creating a menu that you like. So, um, I know there's a lot of companies, food companies out there, so you have things to pick from. And if it's a heavy meat, uh, or heavy fish, and you don't eat fish, or you're allergic, and there's so many things that um are those, those valuables variables where um you may not get exactly what you want so um that's why i kind of that's why i created meal science it's also part of that i lost my job and I, <laughs> I, mean, I hear that i hear that i but it worked out for you when it went really well um i've done in georgia food I, I, you know 
it's been a part of my life for the last few years, so I've definitely enjoyed it. So, um, when it comes to meal styles in a meal, like, how does it, you know, how does, what happens when someone orders it? Is it, if you're in a particular area, can you give it to somebody? Like, how does that work? Um, so right now, um, I will do the tri-state. I do have a few, uh, clients that are not in the tri-state area, like are, are in Maryland and stuff, but they also pay a hefty price for that, mm-hmm. <laughs> for me to uh, go down to their home in um, Maryland to cook for them. Um, most, But most of my clients are in the New York City area, um, surrounding areas, New Jersey uh, and the boroughs and whatnot. Um, so... Most of the time, um, I would go into, I usually go into my client's home and cook everything in home, in-house for them, and then pack their freezer or refrigerator with um, the items that they requested. Gotcha. Right and now, uh, with um, COVID and everything, um, a oh, lot of come on. so we do um, a lot of uh, drop-offs right now. But hopefully we'll be back into full swing soon. Gotcha. I was going to ask you about that. You're taking my questions away. Good. No, it's <laughs> really, really good. I, I love that. Um, so one thing, first and foremost, like before you wrap this part of it up, when it comes to the food, right? If someone orders the food, do you have like a partnership with like Instacart or something? Or do like, do they, like, how does the food set up? Is that part of like the meal, like the meeting that you have with people in regards to setting up the meals? Like is the food included in the price? Is, how, how does all that work? The um so I we are working on getting something with um Instacart or food delivery services and some of the um grocery stores out here in Jersey actually are doing they have their own um delivery services. Um so some of my clients like to do their own shopping which is fine and I don't have a problem with that. Um as long as you know what you're picking. <laughs> <laughs> right, what we're using, right. Um, you know, um, just making sure that because if you're not picking a good product, then you're, the, the finish, the, the final product isn't going to be good. So if you're not getting the best veggies and stuff like that, um, and when you get them home, if they're already wilted and I have to cook them. And, That's true. Come on, and cook. Talk about it. They're not, they're not at the best or they're not crisp or something like that. Once I start to cook them, they're already mush. And then that's something that you're going to reheat again. So, Mush. Got it. So it's yeah. best to get it fresh. Yeah. So a lot of times um, it, it, it's additional for um, myself or one of my uh, staff to go and do the uh, shopping for you. It is uh, an additional cost. However, oh. most of my um, clients after trying to do it themselves or maybe even doing Instacart or something because that's someone else, again, uh, uh, checking, grabbing stuff off shelves and stuff like that. They may not know what they're looking for. Um, So usually maybe one or two errors may happen where they're just like, you do it. So That makes sense. All right now, for those of y'all out there thinking, if you need a meal styling, you know, you definitely broke it down. And one more meal styling question. Um, So... For those who don't want to microwave their meals, right? Um, is there better? Is there alternative for those people to, you know, best way alternative to be able to get the same quality and the same taste of the food um, as you prepared it? Uh, yeah. So um, most of the time, um, depending on what it is that um, you're getting, so usually the first day or second day, those items are usually cooked, ready and ready to serve. Um, the 
the further the further days, the further meals, um, we will put them in the airtight and airtight bag, so you can actually boil the bag mm. itself and take everything else to temp. So, um, like say you're you get garlic asparagus, um, and you'll get the so you get a tenderloin or something like that, and it's it's par cooked. So we take it to like a medium rare, um, you know, medium rare, medium, and then um, we will go to put that in, you know, seal that, and then put it into a um, into um, the a boiling pot of water, and it'll take it to the final. Some uh, step, got it. Awesome. Yeah. So listen, I'm hungry right now. I'm thinking about it. So for those of you, you know, hopefully those of you out there who didn't know what most times was, now you know about my friend. Now you know how to get you some. I'll give you the website a little bit later on to help you out. So can you tell us um, briefly, real quick, about some of your projects you do with the Food Network? Um. So yeah, a few years back, actually, when I first uh, lost my job, uh, I was online looking for stuff to do and. You know, you know, when you start, when you lose your job, you kind of scramble. Um, and I came across um, the Food Network, Next Food Network Star. So um, I said, oh, well, shit, I'm not doing anything tomorrow. Let me go and try out. Right. Um, I got there late. <laughs> no, friend. I got there late um, because they were asking to bring stuff that I didn't have. So I like a headshot and I was just like okay so I had to go and try to do stuff like that because that was never a plan for me um, to do TV or anything like that um, so we, I did that um, I got past the first uh, couple of rounds before I got cut um, and then that kind of just put that bug in my ear you know um, I thought, oh, this might be something that I could do because, you know, they were really actually excited about me as seeing, being a host of something. Or, you know, they said my personality really seemed like that was something I would really be good at, but they didn't like the concept. Um, uh, any, they didn't like the, that concept at that time. Um, but now going back into it and, you know, redoing, redoing, um, my concepts and stuff like that now it's you know it, you know so we're we're going into a different direction um it's not just food network once we record um we're going to try to sell it um during i guess what sweeps week or whatever they call it um so we'll um go to most of the, i have a team that's that deals with that i don't know everyone that works but we're, i think like abc we're going to try to get it to um so we'll see we'll see what happens gotcha. All right now. So tell me this. On your Instagram bio, you have you have a quote. No matter how many people believe in you, it won't work unless you believe in yourself first. Aaron loves this quote. Tell me how this quote impacted your life. Um you know what? It it it, it came it actually came from a dark place. Um when I first when I lost my job that was one thing. Um, I lost my job. I was going through a whole lot of stuff. Um, I thought I had lost, like, it's like, I felt like I was losing everything. 
<laughs> um, so I remember um, sitting in my closet on the floor, and it wasn't a walk-in closet. So <laughs> I was my big ass was sitting in this little closet, uh-huh. and I was crying and just like I, like uh, and I had the idea that I could go and do something, but I just didn't believe that I could do it. Um, and I think that the more that I started to believe in, even like to get up and go to do the Food Network um, audition, I like I would I would psych myself out about a lot of stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, well, it don't make no sense to go. They're not gonna look at me, or um, I'm not as good as maybe the other chefs that are in there, or you know, whatever, whatever it is that we use, that we do to psych ourselves. Um, so I kind of had to pray for the deliverance of myself uh, because I felt that I was like the person, I was my worst critic, you know what I mean? And that caused me to not go after the things that were probably already in place for me. Um, and I probably could have been a lot further ahead in um, my career if I had not put so much on myself as in to say that I couldn't. Um, so that's where that came from. So it's like once you start oh, yes. yourself, you know, stuff starts to open up. You know, you know, as soon as I said, you know what, I could do this. Let me just do it. And what happens? They, you know, I make great connections. Um, and although I didn't, you know, make it to the end of that show, um, I was still able to create something it's something still like bubbled up in me that is like okay you know what you can do this um right you, know, you can so create a company friend you could do it friend and guess okay. what you did friend you <laughs> did it okay so you went from crying in the closet you know to you making it a reality you, gotta, you know they say you got to go in the, into your prayer closet sometimes that's right i knew you was gonna say that and and cry and or, you know people like i don't know how to pray it's like, you know what, all you got to do is talk to him. He understands. So Definitely right. understands. Everything, he always hears you. You just right. may not think so. He hears you. need to go in the air and go, ah! And, right, you know, right. He knows everything that you just said. So that advice you just gave was, was definitely something amazing for somebody else to needed to hear it. You know, that was really dope gem, as I call it. You dropped a gem on mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So thank you for that. So tell me this. What is the best advice that you've ever received? Since you are dropping knowledge. <laughs> um, the best advice I've ever received. You know what? Um, I can't pick one thing. I can just say that um, I'm glad my mother is my mother. Um, because she's instilled so much in me that sometimes when I'm sitting around thinking about stuff, it's just like, it's so funny. It's like she's instilled so many things in me. Like when I used, I remember she used to keep a notepad by her by the phone, by the house phone, and she was like, no matter who you um talk to or whatever, you make sure you get who you talk to, the day that you talk to them, the time that you talk to them, what you talk to them about. That's <laughs> why you like that. Yeah, yeah, you know. So I, you know, I'm very much like that. So um, uh, I know now what that means when you when you have a situation where. Um, say it's a with a, a, a bill collector or anything 
um, that you get who you're supposed to. But like, cause this is when it comes to the money aspect of stuff. Be like, you got to make sure all your business and all your ducks are in a row, because right. you know. And then if you know, well, look, so and so said it was going to be five hundred dollars, and I called today, and you you're quoting me at eight hundred dollars, but I spoke to so and so on this date at this time. That's what she has said. Y'all, you want me to make it right. Right. And you just got to have those receipts in order to, you know, sometimes in, in, in my in my business that's shown, you know, that I I use that a lot. So um, mm-hmm. she just, oh, like just just going through life, making sure, make sure you always got uh, three months of your mortgage. <laughs> mm-hmm. Come on, that's old school things, you know, like, yeah. Like things like like now, you know, with with everything that's going that going on now, you know. Business is slow. Um, you not, might not be, you know, able to um, pay everything that you know, whatever have you. But this mortgage is paid. It's no. paid up for the next. You gotta, good, no, you know? you, at the end of the day, you got somewhere to stay. Yeah, you got yourself yeah. together. Like, that's the way. See, yeah, yeah. Back in the old school, they used to give us those little things like that. You know, to keep yeah. us going for real life now. Um, Yes, you always come on. You've always been, you know, the old mother. You always, you know, gave us the good little stuff. Um, so two quick questions, and it's part of the interview, and we'll get to the next part of the all the tea interview. Uh, but first and foremost, um, question number one is this: What's been the hardest part about running more styling, and the most enjoyable part after that? The hardest part, and then the most enjoyable part. The hardest part, um, sometimes, just sometimes knowing not having somebody that when it's your business it's your baby and no one's going to care about your baby as much as you do um so sometimes like being left out like you know um i got an event tomorrow two people said they would you know they were coming to do what you know they were gonna do whatever and they cancel on you so you know the the fact of not maybe not having like now I have I know the people that I can call or you know I have that a good team set up um but sometimes those are the hardest things trying to like you know you have a um an event for 500 people and your other and the other chef doesn't show up and yeah now you're cooking everything by yourself you know so um that's the kind of like the hard the hard part um just kind of stressing about making sure because you want this it's my name so i you know that's the hard part um the, the best part is that check god damn <laughs> and then when those people do, do do not show up i just got myself an extra little bonus because that 500 dollars i was gonna pay you is now gonna go ahead in my pocket um so that's usually the best part because i mean there has been times where um let me tell you something like i didn't have my car in order or, or i was a couple months behind on the mortgage and shit and was able and was able to come up with a last minute event that would pay my mortgage for three months you know from one event so it's like it's like you work hard and put a lot of effort into it mm-hmm. the gain is everything all right now <laughs> the gyms is back again <laughs> All right now, <laughs> and so last part of this is what's next for Chef John B. Mm. Um, so of course, like I said, we're um, gonna 
be working on um, getting my pilot shot. Um, if you're following me on um, Instagram, you'll notice that it seems like every day I'm putting a new meal up, a new um, dish up. That's because I'm working on um, uh, my first book, which is called My Tiny Ass Kitchen. Um, yes, Tiny Kitchen, I already know. Oh, it, uh, you know, I have a big kitchen now, but uh, there were some times, <laughs> especially living in New York, there were some times where your kitchen is very small. And it's, I actually, before I got this, moved out to Jersey, I looked at a place um, on 9th Avenue, and the kitchen, it was a loft, first and foremost, and the kitchen, it had a, a half refrigerator, it had uh, two, like if you think about two counter, two counter spaces, and one of the counter spaces was open, and then the other one had um, a hot plate that they had screwed into the top of it and that was the stove and I was just like oh my god and they wanted like like $3,000 for this place and it had a view of the bus terminal on 42nd street it was like where the buses actually go in that bridge and I was just like oh okay so that's kind of where I got that idea from um from my tiny ass kitchen um, and it's just also going to have a lot of, it's kind of, it's, it's also, it says a, a guide to, an, um, to, uh, flavor in New York. So it's like, you know, it's, it, it, it has easy, um, easy, like one pot dishes, like things that you can kind of throw in to your skillet and do everything at once. Um, just one, cause you know, not everybody has a lot of space. Um, but it also, um, has like little gems, like, oh, now you got me saying it. Um, like how to consolidate things in, in, in the kitchen or how to keep things um, where the where the best places in the city to get your fresh produce um, you know I used to live in Hell's Kitchen so it was like where did I go to get my meat where did I go to get my seafood and it's going to have all the those little things in there yes so again again this is uh, Chef John B um, so yes, now we're going to get to all the tea questions. So we're going to get right into the important, you know, little things we ask everybody that's, you know, comes onto the show. All right. So, all right, we're back with the tea questions. So this is it, ladies and gentlemen, all the tea with Chef John B. First question is this. If you had all the money power necessary in the world, what would you do to change? What, what would you do that you feel would most benefit the LGBT plus community? Come on, all the money and power in the world. You know what? All the money and power in the world. Money and power can do a lot. Um, there's so much I feel that there's that needs to be done. Um, still, um, I feel that there is a lot of uh, progress that has been made. Um, but what could I do? I guess, I mean, with the money, you can use... Money, money and power necessary, I said. If you had the money and power necessary to make change. I forgot a keyword. Necess oh, um, I mean, everything is money. So when it comes to... I mean, the main thing is legisl uh, legislation. Um, you, you throw money... It's like, that's, that's what happens. Hell, that's how we got the president that we have now. Um, 
and and shit may have again um, because of the <laughs> money that's being thrown behind him. You can make anything look good with some money. Hell, look at Jay Z. Right. Um, I knew that was coming. <laughs> So, I mean, you know, Jay-Z fine as hell. All the millions and billions and millions. You know what I mean? So, um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's true, though. It's like, you know, that's remember that song, Money, Power, and Respect is the key to life. It's, Money, it's, Power. Literally that. It's like, when you have all of that, it's like, you can throw it behind. Okay, like, look, uh, if you want, you want this uh, $7 million towards your campaign, um, I need, I need um, everybody to be able to get married, or I need um, health insurance, or I need mm-hmm. to make sure that their spouse can go into the hospital when they need to. Um, gotcha. Yeah. All right now, money necessary is what John B's gonna do. So, question number two is this: It starts with a quote, and then it goes into the um, question. Quote is this: Ask them where I live, or what I like to eat, or how I comb my hair, but ask, what am I living for? In detail, ask me what I think is keeping me from living fully for the thing I want to live for. And that's by Thomas Morton. So the actual question is this. What is your goal in life? And part B is what is slowing you down from achieving that goal? Um, my goal in life is... Yeah, I'm gonna make, I, I, and not to sound like a mother's boy, a mama's boy, but I want to make sure that my mother wants for absolutely nothing. Amen. Um, she almost died having me. She went to a coma when she was um, giving birth to me, and I feel like she she gave her life for me, and I want to make sure that she's well compensated for that. Gotcha. Um, so I mean, that's just like even right now, like all she gotta do is call me if there's anything she ever needs. Um, mm-hmm. But I want to do more. Um, I want to, um, I, <laughs> not to sound like Tina Turner, but I want to have a big name. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, friend, and name it up there. That's so, all right, friend. You can have that if you want. One thing that's probably keeping me from that is like you know it is a constant battle. Um, is and like I said earlier, it's like it's you know fear in myself. Um, so it's like. You know, sometimes you, you feel like, you know, I'm not going to be able to do this, but it's, it's just a mindset. So that's probably one of the main things that keeping me from it. That and, like, actual capital. Sometimes um, there's little things like, you know, I know I can do a little bit more if I had just enough money to maybe get my own location. Um, so, you know, but it'll happen, um, you know. So just a few, a few more um a few more clients, a little more not going out to eat, a little more, I, all right, I'm not going to buy the new 2020 uh, uh, Lexus. I'm going to stick with my uh, Kia Optima. I'm going to rock a little bit longer. Be cute for a little while. Um, you know, so, you know, it's just making those decisions and, you know, striving for what it is um, and not allowing yourself to get in your own way. Facts. That's the way it got to be. Come on now. Now we almost done. I'm already bow-legged, so you know I'm walking. I'm always in front of my own way. <laughs> I'm always in my own way. That was good. That was good. That was a good one. So tell me this: What is your hashtag deepest tea? I is something that you've never shared on social media before, but something that you're willing to share with us, of course. 
I don't know. I feel like I'm so boring. Um, Don't do that. Don't do it. Some tea that I've never shared. On social media. On social media. But I'm willing to share now. I feel like, I I don't know. I feel like everything is out there. Um, I feel like, let me, what? You know something? No, this is funny. No, I don't know your teeth. No, I'm not going to do that. Uh, I'm like, what you heard? Uh, no, I just think it's funny that my friend John B. here does funny voices. I don't think he posts that online. It's not something that, like, he does for, like, fun. It's just he does it for fun, like, amongst friends. I and, do do stupid voices. And he does like, you know what? stupid I, voices. I think one thing. Okay, all right. Here's one thing. I don't think I've ever posted it on uh, social media, but I think some of my, my friends know that I always had this. Uh, kind of uh, want to do stand-up at least one time in my life. And I don't know if it's going to be, if I'm going to um, be like Chris Rock and be like, they didn't boo. Uh, um, but that's, yeah. that's one thing that's terrifying to me. Is like I, I didn't know that, friend. A whole, people, a whole bunch of people and and just tell my stories and shit because I got a lot of them. And Listen, you got some stuff to tell, and the way that you tell it is very unique. So I feel like, yes, you should be. I didn't know you were afraid to be on stage in comedy because you know I've been standing in comedy a couple times. No, but comedy, I didn't know that. But because you're funny. You're a funny nigga. I'm just saying. You, you just. So at the end of the day, for you not to, you know. I'm glad you said it out loud, because now that I know that, you know, I was already trying to get you on stage before on, on Broadway Comedy Club. So, you know, I might be able to still pull some strings. I would love to see it. I would love to see it. I don't care if there's five people there. I would love to see it. Um, our last two questions, and we're going to, you know, keep them moving for time. Um, next question is this. Um, what has been your biggest stumbling block um, along your journey with your work, and how have you overcome it? One more time. Uh, what has been your biggest stumbling block in your journey of work, and how, how have you overcome it? Um, my biggest stumbling block, um, I guess when I first started, um, anybody that works in, um, this, uh, this field, um, speed, um, getting five, ten plates out, um, and, and getting, you know, people want their food, like, you know, I always say that everybody should work in a restaurant one time in their life, so and they would never be mean to the person that's cooking their food or um, delivering their food, because behind the scenes sometimes it could be a shit show, um, and and it still comes out great. You know what I mean? Um, right. You know, um, you got if it was quiet, all of a sudden you got fifty tables. And your delivery didn't come today, and mm-hmm. everything isn't stocked the right way. Um, so you're out of this and you're out of that, or you don't realize there's that the person that you hired to be your prep cook didn't cook the stuff that you needed for that. <laughs> so you know, um, and I guess the best way that I got over that is kind of learning how to roll with the punches. Um, you know, if I don't necessarily have, I uh, they didn't order potatoes but I got a box of parsnips in there. So change the menu, go in there, let everybody know tonight is going to be done like this. And, you know, sometimes when I first started, 
it felt like sometimes when stuff like that happened, I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do? But now it's like, it's like a second nature. And like, if I don't have this, all right, what can I do to make this? Like I did, right. um, uh, I uh, was at Sony's house the other day and um, a client's house the other day. And I was like, okay, well, um, they last minute, they like, they bought like eight packs of lamb chops. They have big, a big event. And one of the ladies, she only, the only meat she eats was lamb. So we wound up getting all this lamb last minute. I didn't have all the stuff that I needed to make it, but we made it happen. You know, with somebody like Jesus, stuff. come on, we're going to feed everybody. You like know, Jesus, so right. Like, yeah, you know, so it's kind of right. like just kind of rolling with the punches. And I think um, as a chef, especially in New York, um, you kind of have to grow into that. You have to learn how to do it deal with it and that's everything in in life you know um you know like i said i've lost the job i've lost the home i've lost the car you know so it's like but you gotta continue to move along with those things and and figure it out and i think that when my family left new york and i decided to stay here was probably the best idea i could have done you know because it helped me grow into that person. I feel like it was so not easy that it toughened me up enough to do mm-hmm. that. I that I think God is preparing for me later on. Got you. It makes sense. Come on, Al. You preach here today, my friend. Yes. <laughs> and so, last but not least, the last question is this: What ideally, what would you want to leave? What do you want to be the legacy for your work? Like, that's it. Ideally, what do you want to be the legacy? Legacy for my work. Um, after all is said and done, I just want to make sure people eat. Um, it's it's sad to see how many hungry people we have in the richest country in the world. Um, it's it's sad to see that that um, the people that are homeless or the people that are down on their luck and don't know where their next meal is coming from. That's just crazy to me. Where in a country where some people are driving around in, in uh, half a million dollar cars, right? Um, and we're paying insurances hundreds and thousands of dollars. And if shit, if my, I never told them my car, where did that money go? Did y'all do, donate it to somewhere? You know, what What did you all do with all of this extra money that you got? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think what the best thing for my legacy would be is that he fed people. He, you know, he made sure that, um, he made sure that, and, and it, with everything that I could do, I made sure that people ate. Cause I said I know I know how I feel when I when I don't eat and for a couple hours and how that like that hunger pain you get. Imagine somebody that hadn't hasn't eaten in a couple of days and what that must mm-hmm. feel, what torture that must feel like. And I wouldn't want that on anybody. So that would probably be one thing that I would work the hardest on uh, is making sure that it, you know people are eating. 
especially kids. You know, I just couldn't. It, it's just, it's crazy to me. I, uh, that's one thing we probably would call this Yes, John B. Yeah, that's my friend. Real talk. Thank you so much again for being here. Last week you filled in for us. You know, we really appreciate you being here. The opinions and everything. So please, you know, ladies and gentlemen, let this man, let them know where to find you in case they want to get them a, a meal styled by the best of the best. You know what I'm saying? If they want to find more information about you as well, let them know. You can find me, um, my web, my website is mealstylings.com. Um, if you go to the website, uh, that'll connect you to everything else, the Instagram, the Facebook, and it's on there. It'll also give you my number um, or email um, to contact directly. Uh, and somebody, if you send us an email, um, you can actually go online and subscribe to the website and you can link um food ideas and all that stuff and it'll connect you to me in some way <laughs> that's right connect you to the lines that need to be connected to to get you what you need exactly. feel me yes so ladies and gentlemen that was john b thank you so much again friend y'all some of my good friends y'all i'm telling you if you need your mouth a meal styled get you one this man can cook if he cooks with love and he puts everything into it um and he is a real genuine friend so thank you guys so much for allowing us to share this time with you and share this moment with this amazing man that's on the rise up. Be looking out for his pilot, be looking out for, you know, what's next to come for him. Because um, if you know anywhere I'm at, he'll be there. Unless he leaves New York, which, you know, possibly may have to be to find out, follow him anywhere. But you know what I'm saying? Just make sure you're paying attention. That is all the tea with Verse TV. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and at Troy Weeks Music. Thank you.